Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you to Matt. What a job he and Mercedes have done. This CPEC is a hot item. You got a lot of people standing outside trying to get in. Would anybody like to give up their slot? Would anybody? So I want to just pay my respects. CPEC is really what a job they've done. And I'm thrilled to be back in the heart of Texas with the proud conservative patriots who are courageously leading the battle to, frankly, save our country. That's what it's about. For a year before the election, the fake news media said Texas was in play. It's in play. You know what in play means, like it's close. And they were right, except it was only in play for me. For me and you, actually. Now it was in play for me. They said, uh, the polls have closed in Texas. Donald Trump has won Texas. You know, it was like, but how long did we listen to it? It was in play. It will never be in play if we have the right candidate. This state is never going to be in play. This is a very, very special place. And we're going to keep it the way it is. And we're going to bring back your energy. I told you this was going to happen. I told you. Actually, Texas believed us. With the help of everyone here today, we will defeat the radical left, the socialist Marxists, and the critical race theorists. Whoever thought would be even using that term. We will secure our borders. We will stop left-wing cancel culture. We will restore free speech and fair elections. And we will make America great again. It's very simple. Very simple. From the very beginning, the people in this room have been some of the staunchest and fiercest supporters of our incredible movement, the greatest political movement in the history of our country. And I can say that, and nobody ever even challenges me. Look at all those fake news people back there. They don't challenge us. They don't even challenge. I want to personally thank each and every one of you for your incredible support and your support of CPEC. You never stopped fighting for me, and I will never, ever stop fighting for you. Promise. I especially want to thank two wonderful and really extraordinary people who make this incredible event Possible, you know them almost as well as I do, Matt and Mercedes Schlapp. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. Stand up, please. Thank you. Thank you. Great job. Great job. You've taken it to a whole new level. I appreciate it. Everybody appreciates it. Thank you. It's true. We all won. We all won. Also with us is a true Texas conservative and a real leader. Where is he? Ken Paxton. Where is he? Oh, look at that. And he is. He's fast on the draw. 
We love Ken. Thank you, Ken, very much. We appreciate you being here. We're also grateful to be joined. is not a his mom is a big supporter of ours by the way he's gonna have a rough night we're grateful to be joined as well by a wonderful wonderful not only political person but a wonderful person governor Christy Noam thank you Christy great job And we have many, many members of Congress here. Could I ask our great Congress men and women to stand up, please, right now? What a group. What a group. What a group. Uh, all, all warriors. Thank you very much. Thank you, fellas. Warriors. Truly are. They are truly warriors. And countless other conservative leaders and politicians and people that we love and we respect and we are fighting with and we're fighting for. For generations, the American Conservative Union has helped lead the charge to defend our values, protect our country, and preserve our glorious American heritage. You see, they're taking our heritage away. That's not going to happen. Not going to happen. And we were doing so well until the rigged election happened to come along. We were doing really well. But today that heritage is under threat like never before. Who would have thought this could have happened? Even Bernie Sanders is saying, I never thought this could happen. He's mild by comparison. In a matter of mere months, Joe Biden has brought our country to the brink of ruin. Right here in Texas, we are the epicenter of a border and migration crisis unlike anything anyone has ever seen before in the history of our country. At the same time, they have totally obliterated your energy industry. I told you. <laughs> Under my administration, we achieved a historic reduction in illegal immigration. Never happened before to that extent and not even close. We ended the horrible catch and release where we catch a criminal and release him into our country. We actually said, nope, it's called stay in Mexico. And it worked very well. And we had the support of Mexico. Who else could do that? And you have a great president of Mexico, a friend of mine. He's done a great job. We're on opposite sides of the spectrum, but we got along great. And he's been terrific. And I appreciate it. We stopped asylum fraud, and we struck critical agreements with other countries to stop illegal immigration. We called it, in fact, remain in Mexico. You don't come here, get released, and you never see these people again. They don't come back. They say, come back in three years for a court case. Only the really not smart ones, I want to be nice, only the really not smart ones come back which is about 1%. We reduce drugs pouring across our border by the highest percentage ever in the history of our country. It's a, not just people. We shut down the migrant caravans. You haven't seen those caravans. You get ready because they're coming up right now. You've been watching them 
come through. And in those caravans, you have some deadly people. We dealt a crippling blow to MS-13. We deported criminal aliens by the thousands and thousands and thousands. And we built almost 500 miles of border wall, the exact wall that the Border Patrol wanted. I thought we could use nice concrete plank just knock it out. They said, sir, we want steel, concrete, and rebar. And it has to be wired, sir, so we can have all the drones the Democrat. Remember they wanted drones? I said, drones are not going to stop people. Do you remember the statement during the campaign? Two things, everything's obsolete, like two days after they come up with it nowadays, right? Computers, everything obsolete. They get a better one. Two things, right? What are they? Wheels and walls. They never change. In a thousand years, you'll say wheels and walls. Walls work. Walls work. Just ask Nancy Pelosi. She has a nice wall around her house. <laughs> now the Biden administration has turned the border into the single greatest disaster in American history. And perhaps in world history, nobody's ever seen a border like this. Other countries don't have a border like this. Illegal border crossings are up over 1,000% from last year. Think of this. Think of this. For the last three months in a row, more illegal alien miners have arrived than any other month in United States history. This is the major pipeline for MS-13. These are the worst gang members, they say, anywhere in the world. They bring recruits to every state in our country. They run it like a business, but not with me. We were throwing them the hell out of here so fast. Ice, 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 the great patriots, tough people, ice, and they've been disrespected. We can't have them disrespected. Border Patrol, Brandon's here someplace probably. Oh, where the hell is Brandon? He is so great. What a job he's done. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Ice and Border Patrol. Overall, illegal youth arrives. And arrivals are up nearly 500%. Think of that. And they're being resettled in cities and towns all across the United States at taxpayers' expense. And the people in those cities and towns have no idea that they're coming. The taxpayers will also be forced to pay for relatives to be flown from Central America to join them. Did you ever hear of chain migration? You come in illegally and we'll also bring your mother, your father your grandparents, your brothers, your sisters, your aunts, your uncles, anybody else want to come in? Come on in. We had one on the West Side Highway. He was driving rapidly down the West Side Highway at a very excessive speed. New York City, Hudson River, beautiful new park. And he saw people working out, a big group of people, and he decided to make a right turn and he killed many and he maimed many. People go out because they want to put themselves in shape and they end up going back home missing a leg, missing a couple of arms, or dead. That's what happened. And he had the right to bring people in with him, his family, his mother and father and his brother. And he had many that he brought in, but we took very good care of him. But this administration doesn't do that. Many of these children for the first time ever, it's a terrible thing is happening to them, are on suicide watch. 
They end up in a place that they have no idea where it is. No idea. Not the border. It's all. Our whole country has become a border. Meanwhile, ICE removals are at the lowest level ever. And they are great people. They're patriots and they're tough. The agency has been functionally shut down. All of America is now one giant sanctuary city. We were fighting sanctuary cities and doing very well. They're meant for criminal aliens. That's what they're meant for. Under our administration, we sent a very different message to the coyotes, human traffickers, child smugglers, vicious criminal cartels, and savage MS-13 gang members. When I was president, illegal alien criminals knew that if they trespassed across our border, they would be caught, they would be detained, and they would be sent to jail, or we would send them the hell back to where they came from. We created the most secure border in all of American history by far. Biden's border crisis is also helping drive an unprecedented crime wave. And you see the crime wave. Even without this, you see all in Democrat-run cities. Please remember that. The bloodshed and violence in these cities is reaching epidemic proportions. Homicides are up 42% in Los Angeles, 37% in Philadelphia, 68% in Atlanta, and over 500% in Portland over this time last year. Think of that, Portland, what they did to Portland, and nothing happens to Antifa, and nothing happens to BLM, but to people that are patriots or conservatives or Republicans, they stay in jails for extended periods of time, and they destroy their lives. But we're not going to take it anymore. In New York City, in New York City, crime is out of control. It's at record levels, with nobody being prosecuted, except, of course, innocent Republicans are being prosecuted. The Democrats know their policies on crime are so unpopular so radical, so crazy. They are now trying to pretend they never led the defund the police movement in the first place. This information. We never said defund the police. You know who did it? The Republicans did it. That's what they do. It's called disinformation. How about Russia? Trump had to do with Russia. He loves Russia. He loves Putin. He loves everybody. Turned out to be the Democrats, right? After two years, they figured, gee, and after a while, people actually believe this stuff. But now they're saying defund the police. Well, we didn't say it. It was the Republicans. It's called disinformation. You have to be wise to it. It's very simple. If you support defunding the police, vote for the radical left Democrats. And you see what's happening to the cities where they defunded the police. There's never been anything like it. If you want more police and more cops on the streets, vote for America first Republicans, or let's put it very simply, vote for MAGA. Make America great again. MAGA. MAGA, MAGA, MAGA.
The same far-left Democrats who are defunding police are also leading an all-out crusade to strip you, the law-abiding citizens of America, of your God-given Second Amendment rights. I told you again, I told you, I told you. And I preserved that right 100%. And you think that was easy? It wasn't easy. There was so much pressure. There was so much pressure. Republicans must never waver in demanding that the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Can't let it happen. Thank you. Thank you very much. But it's not only the Second Amendment that the leftists want to destroy. They are hard at work to abolish the First Amendment as well. Probably all amendments when you get right down to it. Why not? The radical left and big tech's attack on free speech is unlawful. It's unconstitutional. And it is completely un-American. To protect the constitutional rights and liberties of every citizen, this week I filed a major class action. A lot of people are joining Yep, a big class action lawsuit against uh, the big tech giants. We are suing Facebook, Twitter, and Google. And to show you the arrogance, uh, I was just talking to Mercedes, I guess. Matt, you announced that they're trying to take this incredible, I think much more than 50% of our country, I really do, because there's no way they can be 50% with defund the police sanctuary cities, and all of the crazy things that they espouse, there's no way. But I heard they just filed where they want to take everybody down. Honestly, they're going too far. They're going too far. They're so spoiled. You know, it's like a spoiled, spoiled child. I want that toy dad, but I also want this one, this one, this one. Eventually, bad things happen. <laughs> we are taking Mark Zuckerberg's Jack Dorsey and the other Silicon Valley billionaires to federal court. And we will keep on fighting until we have stopped this assault on our liberties and until we have restored the sacred right to freedom of speech for every single American. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Could anybody believe we're even talking about this subject two years ago, three years ago? Who would have believed it? In addition to their malicious attacks on free speech, these Silicon Valley tyrants are also attacking our democracy itself. The big tech election interference in 2020 was an outrageous assault upon our republic and upon the American voter. Terrible thing has happened to our country. We're being laughed at all over the world. Our election has been studied by other countries. They're not going to do it that way. Mark Zuckerberg alone spent $400 million on election meddling. 
In virtually all of the key swing states, he funded unmanned and unprotected drop boxes that were deployed in Democrat-run cities and heavily Democrat precincts to scoop up ballots which were supposedly 94, 95, 96% for Joe Biden because he campaigned so well from his basement. How about where Biden did substantially better in the swing states than Barack Hussein Obama with the black population? Now, even though he did terribly throughout the country, but in those five places, he did very well. You know about that, Louis, right? He did five, five places. He did very well. Beat Obama with the black population. I don't think so. But they practiced that and countless other schemes to illegitimately and illegally boost the Democrat vote. The drop boxes were often very late. Where are they? Where are they? What happened? They're supposed to be here. They're not. I can tell you what happened. Sometimes late by days in showing up to the vote counting areas. At the same time, the big tech giants worked together to suppress and diminish news coverage that was negative for Joe Biden. Look at all these stories that came up and they were wiped out. Anything negative for Biden or the radical left Democrats, they just suppressed. In the most horrendous example, the oldest newspaper in America, and one of my favorites, it's a great one, the New York Post broke one of the biggest scandals ever to emerge in a presidential election, providing extraordinarily detailed evidence of the corruption of Joe Biden and where's Hunter Biden? You know where he is? He's painting right now for 500,000 apiece. Where's Hunter? His highest and best use, I can tell you, is in a studio to paint. Even though he's never painted before, he set a record for the highest price for a person that never painted a picture before. Never did a painting before. Then without any basis whatsoever, Twitter and Facebook banned the New York Post's account of this terrible story. After the election, one poll showed that at least 10% of Joe Biden's voters would have switched their vote if they had known about Joe and Hunter Biden scandals, enough to flip the results of numerous states. But don't worry about it, because we won those states anyway. We won them anyway. Probably the only thing I disagree with. They wouldn't have mattered. They would have found the votes. They would have found those votes. If it was reported, they would have found the votes. If a little more. They would have churned out some more ballots. The truth was covered up, and it had a giant impact on the election. This must never happen to another party's presidential candidate again. can never happen. We are a laughingstock all over the world, a laughingstock. And you know who knows it better than even the people in this room? Democrats, they know it. Furthermore, these big tech companies interfered with and undermined the sacred integrity of the ballot box by censoring any honest discussion of election fraud. You say election fraud, you get canceled. That's the one thing they want to stay away from. You know, the cancel culture, they're very tough on it, but the thing they really don't want is that because we're too close to home, we got too close. Read Time magazine from four months ago, the cover story. They couldn't help themselves. It doesn't go all the way, but it goes far enough. 
and you see what they did. They want to stay away from talking about the election results. Every time the media references the election hoax, they say the fraud is unproven. And while there is no evidence, no evidence, no evidence, there's so much evidence. You saw what happened in Georgia the other day. They found 35,000 votes. Then they deleted in Georgia over 100,000 votes. I said, because they were so bad voters. I said, why didn't you try doing it before the election? Lost by this much. Why didn't you do it before the election? There's bad things going on in this country, very bad things. We always had the reputation of being a wonderful, brilliant country for voting. And now everyone knows they've watched, they're very smart, and they see what happened. The governor of Georgia and Georgia Secretary of State let us down. They let us down. And by the way, the voting law they passed is far weaker than that of Texas and other states. You hear that, Mr. Attorney General? They don't even have signature verification. Could you imagine passing a voting law? But they're getting a little good because everyone thinks, oh, they're passing this. No, it's not. And you notice they're the only state that's being sued by the federal government. You know why? Because it's an easy target. Because the governor and the secretary of state won't defend like that guy will defend. So I only speak the truth. So true. And the reason the attorney general of the United States is going after Georgia is it's so bad what they've done, and they'll probably win, and that defense won't take place. They go out and they really work very hard on finding the right state to look at. Now, Stacey Abrams in Georgia got them to sign what's called a mandated consent decree, which was not approved by the legislature, therefore it's illegal and makes it very easy for Democrats to cheat and to win elections. You don't have too many of them in Texas, do you, Louie? Huh? Doc Ronnie, do we have it? The great Doc Ronnie? My doctor became a congressman, right? He only beat 22 people. 22 people, he was great. I said, Doc, how about if I take a cognitive test? He said, well, you can do it, sir, but if you do, you know, uh, it'll be public. Well, I said, what's wrong with that? He said, well, if you don't do well, sir, it's not going to be pretty. I said, is it hard? He said, after the first five questions, it gets very hard. I said, let's take a shot at it. And we did it, and we aced it, right? I aced it. And one of the doctors said he's never seen anybody that aced it. And some of those questions are not easy, I will tell you that. How do you think Joe would do on a cognitive test? <laughs> hey, you never know. Maybe he's underneath there. There's, there's somebody that's very unusual. Unfortunately, this was an election where the person that counts the votes was far more important than the candidate, no matter how many votes that candidate got, and we got record numbers of votes. It's a disgrace to our nation, and we are truly being scorned and disrespected all over the world. Never forget that the radical left is not the majority in this country. We are the majority, and it's not even close. It's not even close.
And when you look at their policies, it's just no way that can happen. There's no way. Weak military, they fight against the military, always fighting budgets, military. We need strong military right now, so strong. And having rebuilt the U.S. military is one of my greatest achievements. It was a sick and tired military. The equipment was old and depleted. And now we have those brand new F-35s and everything's brand new and we have a great military or it's coming soon and they won't be able to stop it. But the radical left cheat in elections and the fake news media cheats in polling, like having me down 17 points just before the election in Wisconsin. No, in Wisconsin, Donald Trump, ABC News, Washington Post, just before. Now, when people hear that, it's called suppression. They say, you know, we love the president, but we're going to stay home. Let's watch television, Harry. I said, that's a good idea. Harry's going to stay home with Janet. I'm down 17 points, and I felt I was winning the state, and we did, in my opinion, win the state. But it was very close, even by their fake numbers. It was very close. So they have it down 17 points. And interestingly, in 2016, the exact same thing happened. They had me down 19 points. Same people, ABC News, Washington Post, suppression. I was down 19 points and I won the state. So that's a fake poll. It should be illegal. That's a fake poll. The same people, at least they got better. They had 17 instead of 19. But I was down Four years ago, you know, we got them by surprise in 2016. They said, we're never going to let that happen again. That's what happened. Americans do not support the woke left. The people are with us. You have no idea how much. You have no idea how much. In a recent highly respected Rasmussen poll, 58% of voters say the media is truly the enemy of the people. Think of that. 58%. And only 23% disagreed. Nobody can tell me that defunding the police, open borders, raising your taxes. It used to be you're running for office. We're going to cut your taxes. This is the only time in history. We're going to raise your taxes. Oh, I'm going to vote for him. I want to raise it. And they're raising your taxes so you can waste this money on the Green New Deal, which is nonsense. So they want to put back the regulations. I took off more regulations than any president in history. And that's what gave us, really. I actually think, I actually think, Louis, it was more important than the taxes, than cutting taxes. But we took off the regulations. It used to take 20 years to get highways approved and roads approved. And we got it down to two, and we're going to try and get it down to one. Well, we were going to get it down to one. Now we're going to have to wait a little while, I guess. You know, It'll get back up to about 18 or 20 pretty soon, and then we'll bring it down one day. You just wait and see. The Democrats are terrible on policy, but they're very vicious, and they're smart, and they stick together. They don't have Mitt Romney's and little Ben Sasses and Bill Cassidy. How about Bill Cassidy? He campaigns in the great state of Louisiana, he complains that he's Trump's friend. Every ad has Trump in it. Trump, 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 Trump. And then he votes to impeach me. I, I mean, can you believe it? 
but I always sort of felt that about that guy. Lightweight. But you have another very good senator there. John Kennedy. He's very good. Very good senator. And Bill Cassidy can't walk down the streets of Louisiana without having nasty things said to him. And they don't have anyone, the Democrats, like the warmonger and most quoted Republican in the history of our country by Democrats, Liz Cheney. She's quoted all the time. Every time a Democrat gets up to make a speech, you know this, fellas, right? You have to live with her, I guess. Maybe not much longer. But every time they get up to make a speech, and to quote Liz Cheney, Democrats are ruthless, but they are united. They don't have these Romney types. They don't have them. It must be wonderful to live like that. But they have bad policy, and they have policy that's going to destroy our country. Like socialists and communist movements throughout history, today's leftists do not believe in freedom. They do not believe in fairness, and they do not believe in democracy. They believe in Marxist morality. Anything is justified as long as it hurts their political opponents and advances the radical agenda of their party. It's a radical agenda like nobody has seen before. Before our very eyes, the radical left Democrats are turning the law itself into a weapon for partisan Persecution. It's persecution. It's really party. Look at what they're doing to incredible people like Rudy Giuliani. I mean, he's an incredible, greatest mayor in the history of the city of New York, great crime fighter. And at the same time, they're weaponizing the IRS against conservatives and Christians, just like they did with the Tea Party, except worse. There are now two sets of laws in this country, one for the left-wing mob, the rioters and the rampagers who can do whatever the hell they want to whomever they want to do it. And there is another set of rules for law-abiding conservative Americans, happen to be Republicans, who simply want to speak their minds and exercise their rights, like to talk about a rigged election. Talk about a rigged election. But Rudy Giuliani, and I mean that, he is by far the greatest mayor of the city. And now you realize, you know, it means more right now, Matt, than it would have meant five years ago when you say that, because you see what the hell is happening to our cities, New York in particular. But one of the great crime fighters of his generation has had his law license taken away by the radical left, all because he was fighting against an election result that he saw was corrupt. That means you can never, ever fight anything. That means, you know, someday it could swing the other way, right? Could swing the other way. Probably won't for a long time, but we're not letting it happen. Under the standard that has now been applied to Rudy, lawyers are no longer free to represent their clients, and their livelihood itself depends on one thing only, whether or not they want to fight the corruption. Think of it. Rudy fought because he saw the election was rigged. And because he fought, they took away his law license in New York and in Washington, D.C. And this is a great man. This is a man, I lived in New York. You could walk down the streets. You were proud of the city. You're not proud of the city anymore. You're not proud of what's happening. While many Democrats fought viciously and got caught lying 
about the 2016 election. They were lying. Nothing happened. Russia, Russia, Russia. You remember Russia, Russia? I see Devin here. Where's Devin? Where is he? Stand up, Devin. Stand up. When I came in, he was in the basement of an office building, the basement of the White House. They said, sir, there's a congressman. He's going through files and files because he knew that what Shifty Schiff was saying was pure bullshit. He got it. He understood it. It was made up. Whoa. And he and another great one, I could give it to everybody here, frankly, as far as I'm concerned, because they're great. And we have, you have a star on your left. Stand up. Stand up. Our star. Thank you, Byron. Thank you. Devin always knows who to sit next to. But Devin received the Presidential Medal of Freedom along with Jim Jordan of Ohio for the incredible courage they showed. So thank you very much. But he got it a long time ago with Russia, Russia, Russia. You know, I tell the story. During the campaign, guys would come up to me, and we're doing well, and this is 2016, we're doing well. Sir, uh, do you know anything about Russia? No? What, what am I supposed to know? No, Russia. I know Russia. No, but I don't know. Either. Two months later, a guy come up, different. Sir, what do you have to do with Russia? Do you have anything to do with Russia? No. What do you ask? Then after about four or five guys coming up, I'd say, like, what the hell is going on with Russia? And it was a scam. And then we went through years with Mueller, and, and there was no collusion. Oh, they wanted, remember, 18 angry Democrats. Oh, they went after us. They'll send everything into New York. They'll give it a shot now. 18, they've already done that. In fact, it's photocopies they use. They use photocopies of the same stuff I beat in Washington. If anyone should be losing their jobs, their law licenses, and being investigated for crimes. It's not Rudy Giuliani. It's Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff is a... Adam Schiff is a very dishonest guy. He used to stand up at a microphone, and he used to lie like hell. I'd say, this guy is some... He'd stand up. This is a sad day for our union. President Trump works for Russia. I'd say, what the hell is he talking about? And I'm the one that exposed Russia for the biggest thing they've ever done, the pipeline to Europe. I shut it down, and now Biden opened it up. They're going to make a fortune. But guys like Andy McCabe and James Comey and James Clapper and... Remember the two lovers, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page? And all of the other perpetrators who have faced no consequences whatsoever, even though they knew it was a scam that they created. They created a scam. And I must be honest with you, I've never said this because I didn't want to, but I will. I'm very disappointed that Bill Barr was unable to hold anyone accountable for the countless abuses of power by the Democrats. He didn't hold the corrupt officials who spied on our campaign. Remember, I said, they're spying on our campaign. And boy, that was like a lightning rod went off. Not the authors of the phony dossier, they weren't held responsible. Not the women 
who slandered and lied and defamed Brett Kavanaugh. They said, Brett Kavanaugh, he had an affair. They didn't go after them. They lied so badly. Not any of the numerous criminal referrals for lying to Congress over and over again. Not any of the illegal leakers. Not any of the people that were responsible for corrupting our elections. There's no greater crime. He wanted nothing to do with it. He just didn't want to do it. But perhaps it's understandable because he did become a different man. I always liked him. But I said, Bill, you got to move your ass. <laughs> Our country is under attack. But he became a different man when the Democrats viciously stated that they wanted to impeach him. They went wild. We want to impeach him. We're going to impeach Bill Barr. We're going to impeach him. He became different. I understand that. I didn't become different. I got impeached twice. I didn't change. I became worse. I became worse. So I guess I can understand it. But I just a day ago received a statement from the U.S. attorney, highly respected, in Pennsylvania, that Bill Barr would not allow him to investigate voter fraud. Can you believe it? Now, you have to understand, Philadelphia is the second most corrupt place. So I understand, okay? So I understand. In the nation. You know what first is? Detroit. Detroit was so corrupt. Philadelphia was so corrupt. But the U.S. attorney was not allowed to investigate what this just came out in a letter. You don't even know about this, Devin, right? Matt, that's a big one. What do you think? I, we have a letter. You'll have to get it from him because I want to stay out of it. Get it from the U.S. attorney, but I'm sure he'll be willing to provide it. But he's given it to us. He was not allowed to do his job. And I saw that. He was all enthused. And then all of a sudden, it was like he was turned off. And so were others. This was true with so many others that when the Justice Department, they failed to call out the late night ballot stuffing that took place in Georgia. Remember that? Where they made up a story of a water main break in order to get people and security to leave the premises. And then they went into a rampage of stuffing essentially the ballots. But now that event, because of me, and some very good people, is in court. Let's see how that one turns out. And Bill Barr told me, sir, we've looked at it. We found nothing. All you have to do is look at the tape. By the way, there was no waterman, you know. Remember? There was no waterman. Remember? I said to him, but what about the waterman? Oh, I didn't hear about that. Well, I heard about it. There was no waterman break. They said there was, and the people all ran, except a group of people came back. Boom, boom, boom. That's one is easy. All you have to do is look at the tape. It's incredible what tapes can show. The fact is, Republicans play a much nicer, kinder game than the Democrats, but based on what we've seen and what we're witnessing now with all of the prosecutorial and other misconduct going on, perhaps Republicans will have to rethink 
their game plan. Louis Gohmert would agree with that. Louis Gohmert, right? I have to be careful with him. I mean, don't say I said it, but actually, Louis Gohmert's worse than any Democrat, but we have to hold him back. We hold him back, Doc Ronnie, right? Louis, what do you think of that, Louis? You just heard something for the first time. Pretty amazing, isn't it? And by the way, where's Durham? What happened? Where is he? He disappeared. Why didn't they use the very well done Horowitz report? And it was very well done. It was incredible. Even the New York Times wrote the most vicious editorial about James Comey based on the Horowitz report, which talked about the crimes and bad acts committed by Comey, McCabe, and others. This is even before you go with Durham. I'd like to thank Inspector General Horowitz for that report. It should have been used. They didn't want to use it. I guess it's deep state. I don't know what the hell they're thinking. Deep state, this is something. But if you can't wait for Durham, just read a man named Daryl Cooper's brilliant thread on Twitter. He tells the whole story. You got to read it. As he put it, we know as fact the Steele dossier was the sole evidence just to justify spying on the Trump campaign. They spy. Think of it. They spied on my campaign, and nothing will happen to them. Think of it. How Can you imagine if I spied on Biden's campaign or Obama's campaign? Could you imagine what would have happened? They spied on my campaign. We caught them, and nothing happened. The FBI knew the Steele dossier was a DNC operation, paid for by DNC and crooked Hillary Clinton, who, by the way, is the most angry person in the United States today. She's gone away. You know why? She said, why the hell didn't you do that for me in 2016? Forget it. There are more people than her. No, she said, why didn't you do it for me? Actually, the race was much closer. You know, the New York Times asked me a question. What happened in 2020 that was different from 2016? I said, well, I'll tell you, we did much better in 2020. We got 12 million more votes. We won by a much bigger margin. 2016 was very close. But Hillary said, why didn't you do that for me? Why didn't you cheat for me, damn it? I could have been somebody. Could have been somebody. Steel source told the FBI the info was totally unserious, and they did not inform the court of any of this, and they kept on spying on the Trump campaign. In addition, the press is part of this crooked operation. You know that. Election rules were changed. Big tech censored the opposition. Political violence was legitimized and encouraged by the left. And then Trump, the president of the United States, was banned from the social media, as we call it, by sleazebags. I was banned by sleazebags. I was banned by bad people. They're far worse. I don't say I'm perfect, but they're far worse than I am, I will tell you. They are far worse. In other words, the entire system was rigged against the American people and rigged against a fair, decent, and honest election. For decades, the conservative movement acted 
as if all that mattered were policy fights in Washington or that all it would take to prevail was winning a small handful of Supreme Court cases. And we're disappointed in the Supreme Court. I'm disappointed. But the battle is so much bigger and so much broader than any of that. The radical left has been methodically taking over every giant centralized institution in American life. The school systems, you see that. The universities, the bar associations. Look at what happened to Rudy. Hollywood, journalism, the big banks, big tech, and even the Supreme Court, where we're getting some unexpected rulings because the nine justices do not want to be packed. And the Democrats are in a position to pack the court, and they don't want to be packed. So they don't want to look at the election. They said, we don't want to see it. We had, led by that gentleman right there from the great state of Texas, we had almost 20 states, and we thought we had a case where the standing was so good. You know, I wanted to do it personally, but they said, sir, you're the president, you have no standing. I said, what kind of a sister? Wait a minute, I'm the president. They said, the thing that has the standing are states. And if you could get one or two or three, they got almost 20. And they were really strong about it. And you know what? The justices never looked at the case. They didn't look. And many of the judges didn't look at the case. But we do have cases going on right now where I think you have patriot judges, and we'll see. We're going to see if that happens. But if the justices got their way, they won't be packed. In other words, what's happened is vicious things. Look at the Schumer statement that he said when he was on the court steps. So he's no longer protected because he's not. You know, in Congress, if you're a guy like Adam Schiff, you can lie and lie and lie. You can't do anything. You have immunity. But once you step out of that building, Schumer said horrible things. He said a mafia-like statement to the judges. Nothing happens. Nothing happens. But they are playing the ref. You know, playing the ref? Even better than the great Bobby Knight in his prime. I love Bobby Knight. He came out from great state of Indiana. He came out. He endorsed me. It was over in Indiana. But Bobby Knight used to scream at the refs and they'd say, why are you doing that? You're never going to get the call changed. No, no, I'm not worried about this call. But the next call they'll be thinking about. That's what's happening with our Supreme Court. That's what's happened. They don't want to be packed. We don't want to have 24 judges. You know, they said 13. I said, the Democrats are too smart for 13. It's an unlucky number. Why would they have 13? So they'll make it 15. But they'll probably make it 23, 21, 19. It'll go up. And you know, if they would have looked at the case, we would have won that case, in my opinion. And they would have never been packed because you would have had a beautiful veto sitting right in the Oval Office. I would have vetoed it because it's a terrible thing. But the Democrats are vicious, vicious to the Supreme Court and to Kavanaugh. He's another one. Yeah, Bill Barr, they screamed, we're going to impeach him, we're going to impeach him. And it changes people. And how about Brett Kavanaugh? We're going to impeach him on women that admitted, ultimately, that nothing happened. They weren't even in the country, one of them. It was all a made-up scam. They should be prosecuted. They should be prosecuted. And they weren't. But with Brett Kavanaugh, they're screaming, we're going to impeach him every time. You vote. We're going to impeach him. And you know what? 
How does he get out of that? By voting for the Democrats. So it's a very sad thing. And he went through what no other person I have ever seen go through. That hearing was the most vicious, horrible hearing, I think, in the history of our country. I don't think there's ever been anything worse than that. In New York City and state, far-left Democrats actually ran for office, promising to prosecute me, my family, and my company, without knowing anything about me. I never even heard of these people. They knew nothing about me. We're going to get him. We're going to get him. We're going to get Trump. And she won. She won. A lot of people running. She won. On the basis, we're going to get him. What did he do? I don't know, but we'll find something. No, no, how would you like this? They're in search of a crime. To them, it did not matter whether any laws had been broken. The crime was opposing the radical left Democrat Party. This is lawless and tyrannical behavior. It's a political persecution, like something straight out of the communist countries that you see around the world, the few that are left. Yet it's happening here in America at the hands of radical left Democrats. And the Republicans, again, they just don't seem to understand at that top level what the hell is happening. They don't do it the same way. And maybe they're going to have to change our job and our mission is to resist this poison and fight for our republic with all of our heart and with all of our soul. For decades, the career politicians who sold out our country, shipped away our millions and millions of jobs, and sent our children to die in endless foreign wars have gotten away with the most flagrant corruption imaginable. These people sold out our country. As Vice President Joe Biden flew his son Hunter around the world on Air Force Two, sucking up money like a vacuum cleaner. Hunter's emails show that he collected millions and millions of dollars from foreign nations, including Ukraine, while setting aside a cut to the big guy. Who is the big guy? That's Joe Biden. Well, that's not allowed to. And Joe Biden said they're not getting the billion dollars unless that prosecutor is out. What the hell? Could you imagine if I said that? If I said that, they impeached me and nothing happened. Can you imagine if I said, they're not getting their billion and voila, he was gone. He was bragging. I don't know what the hell he was thinking when he, did he know the tape was running when he did that? And nothing happens. Nothing happens. You know why? Because Bill Barr is a nice man. Bill Barr and the Republicans are too nice. They're too nice. These are vicious, vicious people, and they will destroy our country, and they will do whatever they can to do it. Hunter said that he gave half of his salary to Pop, and that he paid vast amounts of money for Joe Biden's expenses. Now, Joe Biden has all these houses. He's always been like a senator or a congressman, right, for many years. Louis, I didn't know you made that kind of money that you had mansions. You have mansions. Does Louis Gohmert have mansions all over Texas? I don't think so. He's got one house. And that's enough. That's all you need, right, Louie? Wants to go home to his bathroom and his bedroom and use his one toothbrush, right? <laughs> no, but Joe's got a lot of toothbrushes. Yet not a single member of our treacherous, 
corrupt political establishment has ever experienced anything like the deranged and demented persecution that has been directed at me, my family, and everyone associated with us, everybody. I came down the escalator with our great future First Lady. She was great. She had a very successful career, did really well until she met me. <laughs> so much for that career. That's Sarah. She's cool. She's the coolest, the most confident person. She gets it better than anybody. And she loves you people. She loves you. But that's when all of these witch hunts began, all because I put America first, all because of MAGA. Make America great again. And now it's also because I got more votes, 75 million, than anybody in the history of the presidency. And far more than Clinton, far more than Obama, and a record 12 million more than 2016. Think of it. In the history, usually they go down a little bit second term, and they win, but they go down a little bit. I was told by a great pollster, really somebody great, John McLaughlin, one of the most respected, sir, you got 63 million votes. If you get it up to 64 or 65, nobody can beat you. Can't, can't lose. Thank you, John, very much. I got it to 75, and I lost, in quotes, I lost. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. And what they've done to this movement, I think they've made the movement stronger. I'll, I'll tell you, in a certain way, I think they've made it stronger. I'll never forget it. On election night, we did so much better than they ever thought in their wildest imagination that they just said, the hell with it, let it go. What they did, what they did. I'm also leading in the polls against Harris, because not a lot of people think that Joe's going to be running, but you never know. This is a strange world. And everyone else who's going to run on the radical left, whether it's on the Democrat side or the, re I love my Republicans, but we're really kicking their ass too. But we love them. But we like it because they're friends of ours, right? So it's okay. I think we can say that affectionately. No, they're great. They're great. And they're working hard. And you saw a lot of them this weekend. But the Democrats want me out, and they want me out as fast as possible. And here I am. I could have a nice, beautiful life. And here I am on a Sunday in Texas. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you very much. No, I said to Matt and Mercedes, you know, because I've done this and we've had, and by the way, you have a poll coming out. Unfortunately, I want to know what it is. They, you know they do that straw poll, right? Now, if it's bad, I, diso I say it, it's fake. If it's good, I say that's the most accurate poll perhaps ever taken. And I know they have it. I guess it gets announced after. I want to find out. Are you going to? Oh, he won't. He won't tell me. I know, Matt. He won't tell me. Well, whatever the hell they get it released. I'll tell you, here's the story. If it's bad, it'll be front page news in the newspapers. If it's great, they won't even cover it. I hate to tell you that, Matt. And I don't want to convince him to do a bad poll, but, you know, the straw poll. So I did this years ago. And I got these great straw balls. It was the first time I ever did it, right? You know, I was a novice. But it was right here at CPAC. And I'm so proud of the job. I mean, look at this room. Look at outside. We have thousands of people trying to come in. I mean, our only thing is, next time we'll have to get a bigger place, I guess, right? Next time. But I said to Matt, I said to Matt, and much more importantly, I said to Mercedes, I said, give me Death Valley. Give me the worst time the worst slot will fill it up. He said, well, sir, that would be Sunday afternoon because most people are doing other things. I said, that's okay, Matt. You don't have to give me Friday night or Saturday night, which is easy. That's too easy. We love doing it the hard way. I said, give me any time you want on Sunday. That's good. I'll fly in and look at this crowd we get and look at the love in this room. Look at the love. No, we'll give Saturday night to Louie and to the doc. We'll give Saturday night. We'll give Saturday night to Byron. We're going to give Saturday night to Devin. We're going to give somebody Friday night, which is almost as good. They give me Sunday, and I love Sunday. You know why? It reminds me of church. That's okay. But no, I'm honored that, you know, it's, it really is. I said, give me your worst time. I don't care. And he gives me the worst time. He, was, he actually did. And he, just, and he just broke his record. The radical left and the failed political establishment hates our movement for a simple reason, because together we took on the corrupt special interests. We faced down the open borders that you're seeing so much. How bad are these borders? They're coming out of the prisons. They're coming out of everywhere in these other countries. They think we're so stupid. They're letting their prisoners out, floating in through the caravans, come into our country, murderers, drug dealers, human traffickers of women. It's mostly women. We stood up to the absurd dictates of political correctness, and we called out the people who were getting rich, bleeding our country dry, and many of them were politicians against the howls and cries of the corporate interests and the Washington lobbyists. We demanded fair trade for the American workers, and we did a great job on that. We finally ended the worst trade deal in the history of our country, NAFTA. One of the worst trade deals. I don't want to disrespect our past, but the people that negotiated that deal were either stupid or corrupt. They say both. Could be. We withdrew from the horrible Trans-Pacific Partnership, would have destroyed your automobile business. We pulled out of the World Health Organization scam.
You know, the World Health Organization, I pulled out because they're like a pipe organ for China, right? So I pulled out. They called me, they want us back. So the guy's just nice guy, you know, wants us back. Sir, we really want you back. We really want you back. I said, how much are we paying? Almost 500 million a year. How much is China paying? 39 million a year. I said, okay. So let me ask you a question. We have 325 million people, not including illegal aliens, which who the hell knows? I don't think they have any idea what we're... But we have 325 million people. China has 1.4 billion people. They're paying 39. We're paying 500. So let me ask you a question. Would you take us back if we paid 39? Yes. I said, okay, I'm going to think about it. But when I pulled out, it was so popular, I couldn't even get back in for 39 because everybody, including Doc Ronnie, thought it was amazing that I pulled out because he understands it's a pipe organ for China and for others, but mostly for China. So I said, so I would get back in for 39 million? Yes, sir. Okay, that was it. I didn't go back in even at 39. In other words, I turned it down. And now because of the rigged election, we're out. He's in. And he immediately says, we're going back in. He went back in for the same price that they were paying before. Now, you know what? 450 million in terms of when you're dealing with billions and trillions and all of this, it's not, it's a lot of money. This is a year. This is every year. We pay almost 500 million. They pay 39 million. Their country's much larger. But why wouldn't they say, we'll do it for 39 or in theory less. Let us in for 10. I think they would have taken it. In fact, one of the reasons I wasn't happy, I should have started off lower, Matt. Instead of third, I said, how about, would you do it for nine? Proportional, right? So they go back in, and nobody said, we'll go back in, but we want to come back in at 39 million or 30 million or 20 million. They said, we'll go back in, we'll go back in, and now they're going to be paying what we've been ripped off for years. And we don't have control of it. China has total, absolute control. We have none. What do you think of that, Matt, in the second row? Huh? Our acting attorney general, huh? Our acting. He took a lot of abuse. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for being here. I, appreciate it. I just see you there. Thank you. So think of it. So we have this deal, and they just go in. This is the way our country runs. It's the way our country runs. We built a, an aircraft carrier, and the aircraft carrier has all sorts of problems. It's the Gerald Ford. They decided to use magnets for the elevators that bring magnets. You're in the middle of the ocean, big waves, bullets being shot at your ship. You got magnets. I could take this little glass of water, drop it in the magnets. That's the end of the elevator. And then they throw the plane off. And they decide to do it through electric instead of steam, right? Catapult, it's called. So they have a catapult. And for 60 years, it's been steam operated. They decide to do it. Let's make it out of electric. So I go to the ship because it's been under construction for years. It was going to cost $2.5 billion. It's going to end up costing $18 billion. But the bad news is it doesn't work. They even moved the tower from the center to the back of the ship, making it much harder for pilots to land. By the way, the single hardest thing for a pilot to do is land on an aircraft carrier. Even great pilots can't do it. If they're a little bit claustrophobic, you know, that carrier looks big, but when you're up there flying and moving along at rapid speeds and you're looking at this massive ocean and you have 
a little deck that you have to land. It's the hardest thing to do. So they moved the thing back so it made it much tighter instead of putting it in the middle where it's a wider part of the ship, a whole thing. Another thing, what's under there? That's, sir, where they keep the ammunition. I said, wait a minute. They built the tower. I don't want to be the captain of that ship, by the way. <laughs> so I said, I went to visit the ship, and I wasn't interested in seeing the admiral. The admiral said, sir, admiral so-and-so, the thing's out to sea trials, it's not working. And I said, uh, Admiral, honestly, I think you're a wonderful man, very good-looking guy, actually. You like central casting, but I want to see the catapulters. <laughs> so I meet these five guys, real great guys. They're catapulters. How long have you been doing it, Jim? Sir, 21 years. I said, let me ask you, you have a problem with it? Absolutely, sir, it doesn't work. Why? <laughs> he said, because you, if it breaks, you have to go through graduate school at MIT to fix it. And with the steam, we had the same power or more, and we could fix it with a blowtorch and a hammer. And I love that steam in my face, sir. I said, but seriously, which is better? He said, the steam. I said, why did they go with electric? Because, sir, it can go back and forth automatically all day long. I said, is that good or bad? He said, unnecessary, because it takes us one minute and 59 seconds to put the plane on and hook it up. And by the time we do that, sir, we're all set. We have so much steam, we don't know what to do with it. So I said, so you mean they spent all of this money? They spent $900 million as of a year ago to try and fix it. Okay, $900 million. It'll never work. I told them that three when I first came in. I'm very good at this stuff. I said, electric... Give me a glass of water. I will put it out of commission. I'll throw it on the electric circuits. It's not going to work. And it's just, I mean, it's so, we do things so stupidly. So they're at $18 billion. And I said, did you sue the shipyard? No, sir. Then I meet with the architect. I said, you're the architect, yes. Have you ever designed a ship before? My first question, have you ever designed a ship before? I'm telling you. Foreign countries are laughing at us. They're laughing at us. How stupid we are. We renegotiated the Korea trade deal and we built the greatest economy in the history of the world with a record 160 million people working. We were never close. And I do not want to see any negotiations of tax increases by Senate Republicans because I see certain rhinos, they keep walking over to the White House. They're getting fleeced. I feel so badly, you know. Guys, guys like Romney, and they walk over to the White House. The, the half, half, the other half, the senator from Louisiana, he was over there. I don't want to name them all, because a couple of them are fine. But they go over there, they're getting fleeced. They come out, we have a deal. We have a deal. Remember England? We have a deal. You don't want to get into that. We have a deal. They said they had a deal. 20 minutes later, when the radical left heard that Biden agreed to something, they, they went crazy. And then Biden said, we don't have a deal anymore. They're getting fleeced. And what they're doing is they're saying, we'll agree to raise your taxes if you approve this radical left infrastructure deal, where most of the money, almost none of the money is going to real infrastructure, which is roads, bridges, etc. And I'm telling the Republican senators right now that we're not going to stand for it if you raise our taxes. We had the greatest tax 
decrease in the history of our country. And we're not going to have you raise it in order to say you made a bipartisan deal. You know, they're dying to say, Matt, that we made a bipartisan deal. You don't have to do that because you're getting fleeced. It's all Green New Deal stuff. It's nonsense. And it's going to destroy our country. And inflation is going to be a big problem. We can't let it happen. Despite the pleading and begging of the outsourcers and globalists, I took on China like no president had ever done before. Imposing massive tariffs to protect American workers and bring jobs and factories and billions and billions of dollars back. You know that, back to our shores. We made a great deal with China, which has immeasurably helped our farmers and manufacturers. And we put the Chinese Communist Party on defense for the first time ever in the history of our country. We never took in 10 cents. They're paying us billions. And you know, it's interesting. Uh, Biden, he wants to end the tariffs. If he does, China will take over the whole deal, okay? But they're finding it hard to do. He campaigned on ending tariffs, which was stupid. Although maybe not so stupid, right? Who the hell? Well, you know what happened. You know what happened. But he campaigned on ending tariffs. So ridiculous. We're taking billions and billions, and we convince the world that we have to watch China. You know, when I took over, we had a deficit with China of $507 billion. That's not sustainable. 500, not million, 507 millions a lot. $507 billion. But now China is totally on the offense, making Joe Biden and our country look weak, soft, and pathetic. We ignored the hysterics of the socialists left and withdrew from the unfair one-sided Paris Climate Accord. One of the great rip-offs. Would have cost us a trillion dollars. We unleashed America's energy resources and achieved American energy independence for the first time in the history of our country. And we don't need windmills in Texas and lots of other places. We don't need windmills. They ought to end that program as quickly as they can. When the plague came in from China, I dragged the slow and complacent bureaucrats from the FDA and the CDC into the Oval Office. I pushed them like they have never been pushed before. And thanks to the relentless efforts of my administration and me, we got miraculous therapeutics straight to patients with historic speed, and we produced three vaccines to end the pandemic in record time. Would have never happened. Would have never happened. We did it in less than nine months. They said a minimum of three years, probably five years, and sir, it probably won't happen at all. And if we didn't have that, we would be, we would be in a position like perhaps over 100 years ago, right? 1917, over 100 people, I hear different numbers, but perhaps as many as 100 million people died. We beat back the failed foreign policy establishment to withdraw from the disastrous Iran nuclear deal. We recognized Jerusalem as Israel's capital and Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. We ended the endless
Countless wars in Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, Somalia, and other countries. And we brought our beautiful troops back home. Now terrible things are happening in Afghanistan. We had everything in place to finish withdrawing responsibly, and Joe Biden is turning it into a total disaster. They don't respect him. He's leaving behind billions and billions of dollars of equipment. I told these generals, I want every, I want every nail brought back home. I want the tanks brought back home. I want it all brought back home. And instead, the Taliban is now parading around with our weapons that Joe Biden allowed them to capture. It's a disgrace. But with all of that being said, we should get out. 21 years is enough. 21 years. 21 years is enough. In everything we do, we refuse to bow down to the radical left, the rhinos, the political establishment. And instead, we insist on standing up for America and making America great again and always putting America first. America's got to be first. Every day, more people are realizing that we were right on all of the key issues and that this is one reason why our endorsement has become, and it's really not just my endorsement, it's your endorsement, has become the most powerful weapon in politics. Last year, exact numbers, because if they weren't exact, they will come out at me, you wouldn't believe. 120 of the 122 candidates we endorsed in congressional primary elections won. So think of that. And the two that didn't, actually, they turned out to be great Trump people. They really did. They turned out to be great. But uh, we had a great string of endorsements. We love the candidates we endorse. We're endorsing a lot of good ones right now. In the Senate primary elections, we were undefeated, 21-0, 21-0. Can't say I'm happy about all of them, but that's okay. So far in the 2022 election cycle, we are already 10-0 on endorsements. And you're going to check this, and they're going to check. Oh, they'll be checking tonight. Matt, they're going to be up there tonight checking. Oh, they want to find it. It's not 10-0, it's 10-1. Oh, he lied, he lied. He's a terrible person. In the face of the Biden administration's far-left campaign to transform our country and erase our history, we are not backing down. We will never back down. When we regain control of Congress, we will immediately regain control of our border. And it's not that easy. I watch a lot of our good congressmen get onto it. All we have to do is redo the Trump edict. It's not that easy. We negotiated with those countries, and it wasn't, it wasn't simple, very complex. We had it better than ever before. It's so sad to see what happened. We will hold China accountable for the damage and suffering they have caused and make them pay trillions of dollars in reparations to us and to the world. We will break up the big tech monopolies and bring back free speech. We can't let this continue. We will take back our elections, and finally, we will always include a thing called voter ID. That's another thing. The Democrats. 
The Democrats are now saying, oh, we always wanted voter ID. There was a poll, 88% of the people in the country want voter ID, so now the Democrats, again, same old story. They're saying, we want voter ID. We've always wanted voter ID. These people are sick. We will completely defund and bar critical race theory. 1776, not 1619, if you don't mind. And if government-run schools are going to teach children to hate their country, we will demand school choice, and we already have been. If you listen to the media or watch the evening newscasts, our country has really gone bad. All we talk about is race. That's all they talk about, race. The whole show, race, race. We don't talk about our country being great anymore. We don't talk about how America can lead the world. We don't talk about stopping crime or the hundreds and hundreds of people that are being shot in Democrat-run cities and what to do about it. We don't talk about ending the drugs pouring across our borders, which I had greatly reduced with our wall and so many other things that we're doing. And most importantly, we never talk about the great future of our country. We don't talk about any of this stuff anymore. The Democrat-controlled media talks race, race, race for political reasons. And they always have, but never like this. But it's hurting our country, and more than anyone else, our great minority communities. It's hurting them very badly. The Democrat obsession with race is only dragging us backward into the past, and it is bringing our country down to a point where even China and Russia are lecturing us on human rights, race, and they're doing it in a very humiliating fashion. This never happened. Never happened with me. During my administration, our country was respected again. It is no longer respected. In conclusion, our party and our movement, we're all united by the same shared American values and by unyielding resolve to defend our beloved nation for citizens of every race, religion, color, and creed. We take great pride in our country, and we teach the truth about our history. We celebrate our rich heritage and national traditions. We honor George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and all of our national heroes. And of course, we always respect our great American flag. We believe in patriotic education for our children, and we strongly oppose the radical indoctrination of America's youth. We are committed to defending innocent life and to proudly upholding the Judeo-Christian values of our nation's founding. We embrace free thought, we stand up to political correctness, and we reject the intolerance of left-wing cancel culture. We believe in our Constitution and in law and order. We want law and order. We demand law and order. We don't want 
people shot and killed in our cities. We totally respect and support the men and women of law enforcement. They will never be defunded. We are devoted to our communities. We are loyal to our fellow citizens. And above all, we live by the words of our national motto, in God we trust. These are the convictions that define our movement today and must define the Republican Party, which has truly become the party of the working man and woman. The working man, the working woman. That's what's happening. Look how many people are joining. We have a much different party than we had five years ago. You were in big trouble, Republicans, and look what's happening. Now, for the next 16 months, we must pour every ounce of our energy into winning a historic victory in the midterms. We will never give up our search for truth and justice for what happened in the corrupt presidential election of 2020, because without that truth, we cannot have an honest election in 2022 or 2024, no matter what they want to tell you. And our country will soon stand proudly for free and strong and proper elections again. The election fraud of 2020 is the single most requested topic for me and others to talk about. Ahead of the border, even ahead of crime. Because think of what they've done. What they've done is so sad. Look what's happened to our country in just a short number of months. Everyone here today and every conservative all across our land needs to decide right now that together we will save this country. We must decide that we will not stop, we will not rest until our American heritage of freedom, liberty, and justice is once again safe and once again secure. We owe our country nothing less than that. Our glorious American inheritance was passed down to us by generations of American patriots who gave everything they had, their sweat, their blood, and even their way of lives to build America into the greatest nation in the history of the world. And we are not going to let it be taken away from us by a small group of radical left Marxist maniacs. We're not going to let it happen. We will protect and defend our cherished American legacy and freedom for ourselves, for our children, and for every future generation. My fellow Americans, our movement is the greatest in American history, and it has just begun. With your help, your devotion, your brilliance and your drive, we will carry forward the torch of American liberty. We will lead the conservative movement and the Republican Party back to victory. And it will be a greater victory than this party has ever had.
We will take back the House. We will take back the Senate. And then, after witnessing all that has gone wrong in our country in such a short period of time, with our borders, with our economy, with crime, we will take back that glorious White House that sits so majestically in our nation's capital. Beautiful White House, that's small letters. White House, that beautiful White House. And it is the most beautiful house of all. Working together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. Thank you. Thank you.